Welcome to the Mastermind Leadership Podcast. The Mastermind Leadership Collective's vision is to help you master the leader within, develop and equip the leader within each and every individual, and help organizations reach their goals through leadership development. The Mastermind Leadership Collective is made up of three unique leaders, myself, Evan Grizzle, the amazing Nate Whitley, and the amazing, amazing Jason Staten. I had to get them back because last time I said... <laughs> Nate was amazing. Amazing. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Glad to be back. Great. Glad yeah, to looking be forward to today's show. Yes. Glad to be back. So last time we talked about vision crafting, but what is a vision unless you can cast it? Um, we have to be able to cast our vision. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, why don't we kick off? Maybe we can, um, I don't remember who teed it up last time. So we'll just tee it up with Nate this time, if that's okay. Nate, why don't we talk about like, let's encapsulate vision casting and talk a little bit about it to kick us off today. I'm locked up, guys. He's not locked up anymore. I see you now, bro. You good? All right. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Did you hear the question? No, I missed the question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is not getting everything. edited out. This is staying in the yep. podcast. We gotta leave. We're real here at Mastermind. <laughs> so I we are leading up. in technology. That's right. That a, great, a great example of what happens when you don't cast vision. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My vision for Nate is to get a direct line to his internet modem. So yeah. I've cast the vision. Um, yeah. So we're talking about vision casting today, and I teed it up. I teed it up really good, Nate. I'm sad you missed it because I don't think I'm going to be able to replay that again as good as I did the first time. Um, but we're going to talk about vision casting. So we talked that there, if you can't craft, crafting a vision is one thing, but if you can't cast it, then it's a whole other monster. So why don't you encapsulate and talk a little bit about to tee us off on vision casting? This is this is to me the 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 dirty work of of leadership in 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 the in the vision casting i think for me i really prefer the vision crafting i'm i'm the guy who likes to be behind the scenes crafting the vision because it's this is where the rubber hits the road as the um, you know in executing the vision and so i think that the number one thing that for me in in uh casting the vision is being being able to communicate it clearly communicate the vision. And I think I talked about it the last time in our last one, our last episode on vision crafting is being able to say it in a way that's, you know, succinct and concise that they can summarize it. So if I'm, for me, you know, I do the majority of my communications is teaching and preaching. And so if I can get you to remember, if you can summarize my lesson in one sentence, then I've done a good job. Yeah. And I think if our, you know, too often our people, our followers, our teams, the, the, the vision is muddy because it's been communicated very, very muddy. And so I think it's, you need to be able to communicate the vision for the organization, the team, the church in a very clear way. Yeah. And, and that, that is pretty much what vision casting is, is communication of the vision. Um, uh, one of my sayings, uh, and I don't know who created it. I may have created it. I may have dreamed it. I may have stolen it. I really don't know where I got it from, but the communication breeds clarity, right? Because if, if we don't, if we don't communicate effectively and efficiently, then there's going to be miscommunication, which leads to a fall when it comes to carrying out the vision. So maybe, uh, Jason is Jason and Nate are both incredible uh, communicators. So 
Jason, from your experience, why don't you give us some points on communication and how to communicate that vision properly and efficiently? I think, you know, to me, the number one point is before I communicate, it needs to make sense to me. Um, if I'm preparing for a sermon, let's just say, again, as Nate said, that's probably my most common vision casting or sharing of a message. Um, I think through it, I, I kind of work my way through that message and I'm envisioning myself delivering it, but I'm also envisioning the people receiving it. And I, it's funny because as I do that, I can actually, as I'm working through it, if it, if I'm in my mind sharing that and the people are sitting there looking at me like, what is he saying? I mean, it's, I know, again, it's only in my imagination, but I know, okay, I need to work on this a little bit more because if in my imagination, they're not getting it, it's going to be even worse in person. So I think first of all, our, you know, is just, again, making sure this is really resonating with me before I get out there and try to share this with them. Uh, and then the other thing I think I would say is, you know, I've heard it stated. And like you said, Evan, I don't know if I came up with this or I read it somewhere, or heard it, but sharing a vision, especially the bigger the vision, let's say, you know, for me, once a year, I do vision casting with my leadership team. It's almost like you're um, birthing a child, right? So, that, you know, this thing has been stirring in you. You've been praying over it. You've been gathering resources. You've been studying, researching. And now comes the big moment where you get to share this vision. And it can almost be, uh, it, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's so like when you have a baby, you know, you're very sensitive to how people respond to that child. If somebody, if they don't say how good looking your baby is, you know, you become very defensive over that. And I think almost with your vision, you have to be careful about who you share the vision with. And you have to be, you know, you have to also be careful because I think for me, when I'm casting vision, sharing vision, especially that the bigger the vision, if people don't respond the way I'm expecting them to respond, I can become insecure and almost kick into uh, cheerleader mode. Yeah. Or defensive. Right? I, yeah. And become defensive. And now it becomes hype rather than clarity. And it just implodes right there. That's so good, dude. That is so good and so practical because what that does too is, and I mean, that's for a preacher and that's for a CEO. I mean, that's for everybody because when you, I feel like when you get in those moments, adrenaline kicks in, the nerves kick in, and then you you go into, instead of casting vision, it's recovery mode and recovery mode looks a lot different than casting vision from personal, uh, like uh, a personal vision or personal excitement. Um, Nate, do you have anything to add to that before we jump on another part of this conversation? Oh, he's frozen up. Mm. There he is. Sorry. Hey, sorry. <laughs> It's a busy time here at the school, and they're they're eating up my internet. Uh, what was your what, what was that what was that question? Do you have anything to add to, <laughs> to uh, what? No. Okay. <laughs> that was <laughs> no. That Sorry. I was writing everything down. He just said, yeah. uh, That was just so so pure. That was awesome. So this kind of jumps us into this to the last part of our notes. And so if it seems a little out of sync, I'm just going to post them the way we wrote them. And then if it seems a little out of sync, I'm sorry. But so you're talking about communication, communication, the vision, communicating the vision clearly. And one thing Jason said that stuck out to me and it's in our notes is, is I want to communicate it to the right people. Right. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this, about buy, about buy-in is um, you got to know your audience. 
when you start to have those conversations. Nate, you want to kind of tag in on that and talk a little bit about knowing the audience, how to communicate it to different audiences and, and things of that nature? Yeah, I think you need to know who's in the room and who who are you going to be sharing this with? And is it pertinent to everybody in the room? And I think you need to start start small, start small with with the sharing of the vision to make sure the right people hear it. Because, man, Jason was so right that if it's if it's the wrong people who hear it and they don't respond the way that you're expecting or anticipating, it's easy to become very defensive. And you're going to have to now you're going back to it's a different response now for the, the leader to now communicate in a different way. And so I think it's very important that if you, you know, the team and know, like for, for here are obviously with like our staff at our, at our school are, you know, it's all teachers. And so when I'm going in there, I'm, I have to be able to share something with them that they're going to be able to grab onto. And here's, here's where we're going with this and make sure we're communicating it clearly. And, and here's the, I think the, the other, the other side of the coin of that is we need to over communicate. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if we don't, not only do we need to be able to communicate it clearly, but we need to communicate it consistently. Cause if not, you're going to have people constantly ask you questions because mm-hmm. guys, I'm just gonna be honest with you. People don't listen very well. They don't read the instructions in the, in the box. They don't, they don't read the fine print. And so we have to make sure we're communicating clearly, but we also have to communicate consistently to make sure that everybody is, is getting the same message across the board. Because if I'm going to one team and communicating the vision one way and then going to another team and communicating it a completely different way, not saying you can't communicate it in a way that's more uh, fashionable to that room, but it's still got to be the same message and the same goal. Cause if not, those two teams are going to get together and they're going to go, uh, now I heard it this way and I heard it that way. So you have to be clear, but you also have to be consistent. I think that's so good. And, and, and I think communicate the vision as often as possible, as clearly as possible. Right. And, and I think that's the thing that we tend not to do is we, we think communicating at one time is enough. But really, it should be every time we have a leadership meeting, we talk about the vision. Every time we meet one-on-one with the leader, we work the vision into the meeting. And and it may not be that, don't forget our vision, don't forget our blah, 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 but you work that into the practice of the of the organization in communication. Um, one thing I wanted to, to kind of tag back into, I made this note, is that whenever you're communicating a vision, being strategic about who you communicate it to, because this really resonates with me. One of the things that I've found through pastoring and, and, and running our organization is that there are going to be people that aren't leaders, but they're thought leaders and change agents. So they might not be strategic leaders within the church that are on staff, but what they are is they're thought leaders and they're change agents within the church that carry some type of, of um, respect, some type of notoriety, that if you get them to adopt the vision, then there will be others around them that they're able to affect that will adopt the vision as well. So going to those key people will be so important and communicating, like you said, clearly and often is going to help with that. Um, Does either one of you guys want to tag in on that there while we're kind of on that subject? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think a vision becomes more robust and more practical the more that you get those uh, change agents and those thought agents uh, involved in it and and get them to weigh in on it. 
um, you know, and, and, and you become, it becomes an amplifier. It's like trying to preach or speak to an audience without a microphone. You have to scream and you, you wear out your voice. Whereas if you've got a microphone and a PA system, you know, and I think those multiple people that are, that you can share it with that now they, they become amplifiers and it doesn't wear out your voice. They become, you know, they, they further broadcast what you're saying. That's so good. That's so good. Nate, you have anything there? I think we go back to the principle that that Jesus gave in choosing his disciples, that Jesus is not here today in bodily form. Instead, the message of the gospel was passed down by ambassadors. There were people who were chosen who could be ambassadors and messengers of the message. And that they were, I think Paul tells Timothy to uh, to invest it in others who are able to do it. Yeah. And so that's very important for us that I can't be in every meeting. I can't be in every department. I can't be in every. Thought leaders and change agents, that's ambassadors. They are they are representatives of the leader and the message. And so I think that that's that's really important that you surround yourself with people who, who can do that and, and be that. Uh, that ambassador for you and the vision, whether you're present or not. And that's really important as a leader. Good. Very, very good. Very, very good. Now, if we were saying, uh, what are some ways? So we're, we're talking about casting vision. So communication, we want to do that clearly. We want to do that often. We also want to communicate it to key people. But it, I think there's also a way that we communicate it by how we live, how we interact, how we uh, uh, do certain things, make certain decisions. So we talk about casting vision for the group, but how do we cast vision with our action? What, what does that look like for us? Somebody want to tag, Jason, you want to tag in on that? And I think it, I think it ties into everything that we've already talked about. I think um, our actions. So when we do, I was thinking as Nate was talking about being consistent and, um, you know, continuing to cast vision. I think to me as a leader, if there have been years, you know, that I've cast vision and by March it was, uh, people were coming back. Are we still doing this? And what I found was it wasn't really vision. It was an idea. I mean, I had a cool idea, but it wasn't really vision because, and I think it, I didn't have, it identified itself because my actions were, I wasn't being consistent. And so that identified for everybody, hey, this is a great idea, but it's not really my bit. I'm not bought into it. And so certainly I think. Can you expand on that? I I think it's really important. Can you expand on that, the difference between an idea and a vision? I think that's that's really important. Yeah, I mean, I I think an idea is, wow, this is cool. Vision is we can do this. All right. Or an idea is this is something that's great. Vision is something is this is something we've got to do. Um. To me, I don't know that that may not be expanding enough on it, but again, I've learned through the school of hard knocks. I've tried both. And if by March, the passion is gone, it wasn't vision. Mm. It was a, it was an idea. Yeah. And that, that kind of underline, this is really good. That kind of underlines the point too, that you better figure that out before you go out and cast it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you shouldn't cast the thought as a vision because it's destined Mm -hmm. to fail. Uh, and, and, and I think that's so good, like to cast an idea as a vision, um, will, will, like you said it, I think one of the things I'd put in the notes is that 
a vision must be lived out with passion by the leader. And if we can't live it out, it's kind of like you were saying, we were good, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then it kind of drops, right? It kind of stifles, it kind of hits a downturn. But vision, if you're passionate about it, it's going to be something that is sustainable, that leads toward growth. You know, one of the things that I've said in the past, and I just can't get away from it, is you can't wander toward greatness, right? You have to have a plan and a vision to get there. Like, that's not that's not a path. Like, there's a <laughs> there's a bumper sticker, and if you guys have it on your Jeeps or cars, I'm so sorry, but it says you can't all not all who wonder are lost and i'm like hmm i get that but if you're wondering you don't have a vision of where you want to go either yeah, right yeah, yeah. and and i get that it's about adventure but also your vision could be adventurous and yeah, yeah. but it has to be a vision it can't just be an idea that's so good i think if you go back to the last episode we talked about actionable goals and visions for your personal, you know, your personal vision. I think, and maybe, J and Jason can add to this. I think the difference between the idea and, and the vision is that the vision, like Jay, or Evan just said, it has actionable, you know, responses to it. And I think if we can set, maybe set, you know, Hey, here's a goal in three months, let's go, come back. So, so in March, we're not wore out. Instead we, by March, have we met some goals? You know, we, hey, well, this year, guys, we're going to have 100 people saved or whatever. Well, okay, well, how are we going to do that? And then, you know, what, when, at what point? Yeah. Well, I don't know, sometime this year. Well, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, I think that's, I think maybe that's when we can do is set goals yeah. to it. Maybe that's yeah. the difference between the idea and the vision. That's good. Is we can kind of check it, you know, yeah. check, check back with it. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is we're, we're, our church is in a building project right now. We're, we're entering the first phases of it, which is, um, we're about to break ground next spring at some point, but the vision for right now is it's time for the next step. That is the vision for right now, right? Because it's not time for the end goal because the end goal is a rapture if you're if you're pastoring a church, right? And and so it's not time for the end goal, but what it is, it's time for the next step to help us pursue the mission and the vision even more. And I think yeah. that's exactly what you're talking about is that this thing is really, really big, but it's not the be all end all. It's a yeah. step in the larger vision of the church and and making those delineations, right? Because like we were talking about idea versus vision, there's still going to be things that will pop up that are a part of that vision, but they're actionable steps in the greater pursuit of the vision. Yes. Anybody have anything there? God, this is so good, man. This is even hey, more fun than the last I, one. I, I'm, I feel like I'm doing a little bit more asking questions in this, this one because I'll be honest with you. I feel I'm, I'm a oh, no. pastor, and so I don't have that. Um, I don't – I do I'm, – I'm more of the ambassador. I'm the change agent. I'm the one taking the vision to it. So let me, let me ask a question here. Maybe you guys can help me a little bit. What would be, you know, we, we have a difference between an idea and a vision. What would be the difference between vision and mission? Yeah, that's good. Jason, you want to start first or you want me to go? You go. I want to hear what you say first. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry, I man. apologize guys. Not in the notes here. Uh, you know, here's, um, Okay, so vision for me is the pathway to the mission, if that makes sense. So vision is my pursuit of the mission. The mission of our church is fourfold, 
and I'm brain fog is keeping me from remembering every part of it. But the vision allows me to pursue the mission. So it's not just my propellant to push me into that, right? Because I think vision allows us, vision creates a sense of uh, actionable steps to get us toward purpose and passion, I think. But I think that what vision does is it, it lays out the path for the mission to be pursued. Good. I like that. Go ahead, Jason. I think that, you know, to me, I've heard purpose, vision, mission, all interchangeable. And one leader will, you know, they'll say their vision is their mission and, and, you know, vice versa. But I think the way Evan laid it out to me, my mission is, you know, this is our big picture where we're going. Vision is our, is right now what we're doing to, to move toward our, to accomplish that mission. Yeah. Well, again, so me, I like practical things, right? So our mission, our mission is to reach the, our mission is to reach the community, the world with the gospel, right? Like that's a part of our mission. So how do we do that? Well, the vision is right now we're getting ready to take the next step with a new building project that's going to position us in a key part of a different part of the community. Then from there, the vision takes us on to separate counties and then to a region. And so I think that's the thing is that you have to have a mission with what you're doing, but you also have a have a vision, a vision that pushes you or directs you toward that mission. That's how I would explain it. That's that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah that is. You guys are just making me feel good. Now I've lost my <laughs> COVID brain fogs back. I can't, can't. So we live it out with passion. We're consistent with the vision. This is honest to God. This is just us talking. I like it better than me having to go yeah. off my notes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we talk about vision and we talk about mission. Um, vision is the thing that gets us toward our mission and it's actionable goals. It's steps. Um, but there's a scripture in the Bible that I think we can unpack. That's Proverbs 29, uh, 29 and 18, where there is no vision. And I can't remember which version this is, but where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. So it's kind of the thought of if people lack vision, they will not continue down the path necessary to see it come to fruition. So let's talk about how vision plays in discipline. Maybe we start off with either one of you. Go for it, Jason. Uh, you know, let's, if I can, these to me, I think we've been going back in our last podcast, we talked about health. If I don't have a vision of what I want to achieve, what I want to look like, whether that's, uh, you know, a number on a scale when I stand on it or, you know, whatever I'm trying to accomplish, if I don't have that locked in, then, you know, I, I eat what I want to eat. I don't exercise. I don't, I don't do the things that are necessary to get there. If I don't have an end goal in mind, if I don't have a vision in mind of what I'm trying to accomplish, all the boundaries go out the window. And the more solid that vision is that image, the more defined the boundaries become. That's good. That's really good. Nate, do you have anything, bro? Yeah, I think, man, first of all, that's, right on the money i think it also has to go back to the boundaries you put in in place for it too um you know without you know that that verse says you know where there's no vision the people perish or they there's a lack of restraint and and we are restraining people not for the purpose of harming them but of helping them and you know there are boundaries and there are limits we put on certain things because of 
uh, the greater good. And so I think with the vision, I think we had to have the right personnel and the right people in the right places, but then also give them the amount of leeway to, to allow the vision to, to um, grow or to enhance. And I think that's important for us as leaders is realize that other people can come in and bring value to the vision too, that even though we may have prayed it and we've dreamed it and we've wrote it out, other people can come in. Like you guys have done that with, with mastermind, you've come in with a different perspective and man, it takes off and it just keeps going towards the mission. And so I think we, we, we realize that where I'm restrained, you guys have, you know, Liberty or vice versa. And I think we have to see that within our organization too, that we're, we're not restraining people um, to hurt them or to harm them, but instead to help them to see the vision uh, come to pass. That's good. So this is what I just wrote down. Boundaries do not boundaries do not keep you from the place of work. They create a space for you to work. Mm, right. Goodness. I think that's the thing is that um, that we set up boundaries because too we as leaders, we cast the vision and we want people to pursue that vision if we're micromanaging. So let me tell you what I figured out about micromanaging. Micromanaging creates little minions that do nothing but create copycats and it, it create it. It doesn't foster innovation. It doesn't foster the develop, true development of a leader. And so if you micromanage the vision, it will never accomplish what even you've dreamed for it to do. Um, and I think maybe you can unpack this, Jason. How, how, what leads us to that place where we have the confidence in the vision and the confidence in the people to pursue that in the way that God has created them to pursue that? I think when we can have confidence that we've clearly communicated the vision and when we have confidence that we've clearly communicated roles and that we can have confidence that we've effectively trained, I think when you have those three things, you can stand back and, and let innovation and let personal buy-in take its course. And it always becomes, when those things are in place, it becomes better, bigger, more effective, more impacting than you ever thought it would be. But I think we micromanage because one of those three ingredients aren't in place, right? We, we haven't, we haven't, we know we haven't clearly communicated it or we haven't effectively trained our people. Um, anyway, those, to me, those three ingredients, when they're in place, we can stand back, take our hands off and let it go. I think that's so good. And it speaks to, like you said, to the confidence of the leader. Like being able to say, okay, I'm confident. This is one thing that people, we have a hard time talking about our feelings, but it's our feelings that sometimes hold us back from a greater pursuit of things. Um, because if we're if we're in our feelings and we're feeling self-conscious and we're not confident in, a, in our leadership and, and allowing people to go out and be themselves, then, then really we're kind of stifling, especially from a church context, we're stifling a lot a lot of what God intended for the church to be. The Bible says it's many members, but one body. And if you want all the members to be the same, then you're really, you're you're doing a disservice to God's plan. Um, And so that's how we can help at Mastermind Leadership. We can help develop the leaders. Exponential growth begins with leadership development. And so that's what we're trying to do here is develop the leader so that you can go out, cast your vision, the vision be adopted, which we're going to talk about on the next episode. And then they can carry that out because they've been developed. You have confidence in yourself. You have confidence in your people. And they go out and p- pursue the mission or the vision with passion. So good. 
Um, we've kind of reached the end because, you know, my, my notes aren't nearly as robust as these two amazing gentlemen, but, uh, does anybody have anything they'd like to add, talk about before we jump off this episode? Don't miss the next episode. (laughs) I love it. I love it. What about you, Jason? Anything? No, I, I, great, great content. And, uh, I, I guess just the image I had in mind as we were talking is the old example of light, you know, how light, when it's, when light is focused, you know, you can use it to do surgery. You, you know, it's, it's just more powerful. And I think that's what vision does when you talk about casting off restraint, it brings focus and, and good vision brings focus. And we're able to do more with it when it, when it, when there's focus. That's so great vision. That's so good. Okay, I have to add this before we go. There was a, a thought about light that T.F. Tenney said that I thought was so good. And it talked about how that in the book of Revelation, Jesus was seated on a throne and he was the light from which all light emanated. But there was a rainbow around about it, uh, uh, around the throne. And the rainbow is all these different colors, but it's all water droplets that when the one source of light shines through, it emanates different colors. And what it does is it shows our uniqueness, right? Is that we all have this one light emanating through us, but because we're different from other people, it takes on a different color. It takes on a different way of proceeding, a a different way of doing things. And that's what brings true glory to God is when we can be different, but we can all pursue the same mission and the vision. Wow. That's great. Powerful. Thank you, Bishop T.F. Tinney, for that great information. I know who gave that out. That was not me. I can't take credit for that. All right, guys. Well, we hope that we can reach a a diverse audience with this podcast. We also offer personal, and that is individualized coaching and mentoring. We have you go through a whole process, an onboarding process that goes through our very unique and customized uh, uh, inquiry into your leadership leadership abilities. Additionally, we're available individually to come and uh, train your teams at your local church and business, but be sure to follow us on Instagram at Mastermind Leadership. Subscribe to the Mastermind Leadership, a podcast on all the platforms that is available, and visit us at mastermindleadershipcollective.podia.com and connect with us and let us know how we can serve you and assist you in mastering the leader within. 